All right, let's go, Daddy-o. All right, welcome to episode two of Lore You Can't Explore, a podcast where we try to figure out unexplained movie lore. My name is Corbin. My name is Josh. All right, Corbin, what are we talking about in today's episode? Well, we're talking about all the cars. Last time we talked about two of the cars, this time three of the cars. Movies, mind you. Yes, we're back on Cars, the topic. (laughs) This time because we've watched Cars 3, finally, and it's opened our eyes to the greater world. Honestly, though, Cars 3 is a much better movie than Cars 2. It's actually, I I was engaged in the plot a little bit. Uh, Not a lot, more than Cars 2, though. Yeah, I'm on board with you there. It's actually a really good movie. Honestly, I need to rewatch Cars 1, though, to like compare it to the trilogy. But Cars 3, solid 6 out of 10. As a trilogy? Whoa, wait, 6 out of 10? I put that at like an 8. 8? I don't know if it's that good. Uh, Whatever. All right, we'll we'll accept each other's differences. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. We're still talking about cars. Yes. Because there's so much about the world that's still driving me insane. Well, (laughs) figuring we could get a little bit more mileage out of the cars lore. No, this is terrible. I am put I'm vetoing no more car puns. No more. Veto. (laughs) Let's get in to the summary. Maybe a a few more car puns. Maybe. We'll see. Alright. All right, now that we've done that, let's get into the background information. Cars 3 was again directed by John Lasseter. So I'm a big dum-dum. That was wrong. It was actually directed by Brian Fee. And premiered, I have no idea when this premiered. I'm going to Google this. It's in 2017. It premiered in 2017. I know that. I re- oh, okay. I looked up the INDB. Okay, okay. Do you want to give us another summary of Cars 3, Corbin? Uh, all right, Cars 3. This time, Malayton McQueen is old bones. He sucks now because these new fancy cars are like, I'm faster than you, yo. And then and then he gets beat and he's like, oh, I lost once. Ugh. And then he goes and then like this rich person buys his like brand, his number. I don't know how racing works. And then he tra- he's going to get trained super hard. But then he learns that he needs to let go of the past, let it die. And um, kill it and- if you have to. <laughs> And train a new car to be a really fast racer car and stuff like that. I think that's pretty much the movie. Okay, that was an okay summary. Yeah, I'll take it. All right, with that out of the way, let's jump right into the lore of the Cars universe and what Cars 3 has made us think about. So I want to start by bringing in car reproduction. I know we talked about this in the last episode, but... In an early scene in Cars 3, we see some car children that made me think about cars and their reproductive capabilities a little bit more. As I mentioned in the previous podcast, the robots movie, how they just order a kid and then they build the baby. And I'm pretty sure as the robot got older, they just gave him different parts, you know, to like he got hand-me-downs from his like cousins and stuff, I guess. And then he became a bigger robot, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't know if the cars can really age the same way they do in the robots movie because their engines would have to be replaced into something bigger. Otherwise, you're going to have this tiny little engine your whole life. I Maybe that's how it works, though. Maybe they just do get newer engines and like when they get bigger chassis, you know? Yeah. So, so they keep the same CPU, but everything else can be replaced. Yeah, yeah. But so once like, the CPU goes bad and once that stops working, you're dead. 
or maybe the CPU is organic, right? And where that car thing is, that CPU is organic and it grows, right? So mm. then they need a bigger chassis. So they get like replacement parts when their like brain gets too big. So that's how they grow, you know? Huh. Going back to car reproduction, right? Yes. There are parents and we do see a child car. So do cars get horny? Right? That was a horn pun, was it not? Yes. Ah, oh, crap, I got conned into it. You got car caught pun. in your own trap. No! You become the very thing you swore to destroy. Well, beans. Regardless. So, yeah, I think cars can have sexuality in some way, because in Cars 1, there are two groupies or fangirls that flash Lightning McQueen, and, like, he likes it, I think. Yeah, I think he's into it. And Sally, also in Cars 1, has a butt tattoo that Lightning McQueen sees, and she's kind of embarrassed by. So they have s sexual areas on the body of a car. Cars 1 is the horniest car movie. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They. Why is there car sexiness if they don't reproduce, though? Or if there's no reason to be mean, sexually attracted? Yeah, yeah, I guess I don't know. Unless, unless my brain theory is correct. And what determines that some cars are women and some cars are men? I, the men and women part, that's has to be completely arbitrary, right? I think the only, yeah, the only thing, other than our, like, social norms of male and female cars, like, you know, whatever, the only thing that distinguishes the two is eyelashes. Yeah, well, and model, like, shape, and color, because the women seem to be more, like, pastel colors, or, like... There's like a nice purple on Holly yeah. and there's a nice blue on Sally and kind of a teal on Flo. I'm trying to think if there's. So there are like feminine colors or what would be stereotypically considered feminine colors? I don't because we did decide there were humans before, but yeah. And I want to get back into that, but in a minute, we'll come back to that. All right. All right. I think, I think we can say sexuality comes from the artifact of the humans that predated these cars i think that's what we can decide on okay so it serves no actual function or purpose now i don't think so other than like raising a child with a male and female but that shouldn't be necessary either i don't know yeah i want to go back to car aging all right uh the character in the movie cruz ramirez she says Oh, you're going down, McQueen. Get that arthritis-riddled keister to the track so I can put you into the old folks' home against your will. Let's unpack that entire quote right now. <laughs> okay. So, there is car arthritis, and there are old folks' homes for cars, right? So that we can assume cars' cars's joints age, or like their bits. And so I can assume car arthritis is just like, you know, a racer, they're using their car bits a lot right so but we can't just get them replaced yeah that is true because we don't know how modular cars are maybe like is there a limit to how many times you can get something replaced or maybe like some models are incompatible like like your model is so old you there's no new parts being made for your model so but why isn't there you'd have an infinite market true but i think the market would the market would stagnate though wouldn't because there's like the same 
like once a certain you hit a certain point and there's the same number of cars so since there are since there are old folks homes that means you probably had a career and once you become too old you can't have that career anymore right or not necessarily maybe you just don't want to do it like some people retire just because they want to retire you know it's not because they can't it's just because i've lived a life you know i just want to chill out yeah but there were car careers there were car careers i guess but people could retire you know i know we talked about this a little bit last episode but like what do most cars do for jobs even like especially those rvs yeah the rvs now the rvs are kind of wild honestly like like i don't know what their job is like what do they do are they just a bigger car they just born like that do they because semis have jobs and they haul things right and like they have so isn't that let's talk about that okay yeah a car goes in another car you know how weird that is that's like you traveling inside another living human no 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 no. it's like uh uh in like european countries there's a guy on a bike pulling a cart behind him that carries people you know that's just what it's like he's pulling you it's the same that's like if you get towed yes but you're not inside of uh, the the person. Well, Mac can Mac is McQueen's uh, semi traveler guy. He can detach from his trailer. His trailer isn't a part of him. It's a separate entity. What about with like a plane or a train? Okay, now that's a bit you're different. You're inside a living, possibly breathing thing. I that's weird. That's just weird. Just I, like we can assume if we're going with the brain theory, we can assume that. The brain is stored in the cockpit area right there. That's the central like unit. And then it can control the rest of them. And just, there's just an inside to his body like like that cars can go in or with the train. You know, it's like there's the brains in the front, but it controls everything else. So I don't feel I don't feel like that's too weird considering that. I mean, like if we compare cars to humans one to one, it's going to be a bit weird, but. This is like the car's world, so we take some liberties where it might not be as weird, you know? It's all about perspective. But I now want to come back to the bug theory. The central theory that you developed during the last episode. All right. The bug theory, right? Where the bugs are the nanobots that control, or not control, that build things, right? I feel like there are some holes to be poked in that. I know how solid it was yeah, last episode. at the episode. end of the episode, we brought up tractors. And because we said the bug theory worked because there's no other non-human-like things. Yes. Like, there weren't any animals. But there are tractors, which are either cows or farmers, and I'm not sure which. I'm pretty sure they're cows, because... Because they don't talk. They're kind of dumb. They can be like, like Mater goes on tractor tipping or whatever. And he tips a cow, right? Or tips the tractor, which is supposed to be a cow. I think the combines are the bulls. Like there's combines in Cars 1 that chases after McQueen and uh, Mater when they're having their hijinks, quote unquote. So I don't know if there are car. There has to be car farmers, but we just never. Well, the wiki. Okay, yeah. I went to the wiki for this episode. Oh, doing some more research. On tractors. And it says they're very hardworking. And after they get their work done, they like to uh, like lazily like sleep in the fields or something. And I'm like, that implies they're like farmers. They're like tending to the fields or something. That's wild. Why? 
but they're like semi-conscious maybe are they are they just like are they working with the bugs all right no i don't think the okay i think we should scrap the bug theory because no 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 i have an idea all right so the bugs right they're like the nanobots right and then you know the mini forklifts right that you never see in the real world but they're everywhere in cars they do the maintenance jobs they do like they're all the pit crews they're bands because they have arms kind of they have the forklift arms that can work like hands and stuff and they hold like stuff so i think the little forklift guys are the controllers they're the architects they're the builders they are the ones that do everything and make society run they use the bugs because those little forklift arms while being useful in a car's universe they're not like infinite they can't do everything a human hand can so they use the bugs to build these grand structures whilst they are still able to control things with their little stubby arm bits right okay so and then like i think and i think the forklifts would be the farmers too or maybe a truck would be a farmer whatever but i think the bugs can be separate because they're the smallest car object we see because in cars 3 there are crabs mentioned but we never see them because yeah they could be car crabs or they could be like our crabs and we don't know i i'd like to assume they're car crabs but they never show them because they were too cowardly to, to design a car crab but because uh cruz mcqueen mcqueen's trainer when they're driving on the beach like and hijinks ensue blah 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 and uh, Cruz is trying to keep up with McQueen, right? There, She yeah. falls behind once because like, oh, I almost hit a crab. And I assume it's a car crab. Because if it's not, that's horrifying. Okay, I'm going to hope that they're car crabs, but we never do see them. But I'm, yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm going to just say it's because they couldn't design a good looking crab that was a car. Yes, I assume, and they just mention crabs, and then they leave it at that. They never show one. So, I think we can safely assume they're our car crabs. So you want to stick with the bug theory? All right, I think, I think we can, all right, all right, I can see it. I think we can replace the bug theory with the forklift theory, right? You think the forklifts are, like, some sort of mastermind that's keeping all the other cars down by not designing them well enough? I mean, it has to be, right? Because they do everything. They hold car society on their shoulders. Well, I don't think that's intentional. That they're the ones kind of... I don't think they're at the top, though, in terms of the food chain. They're billionaire cars that don't really do that much. That... Yeah, that's fair. Like, or... the forklifts don't have any power or say. They're usually like the cleaners, maybe the musicians, because they're they are the closest we get to humans. I think that's just the byproduct of humans leaving and the car's trying to fill in with whatever the, they could get, and that's forklifts. But, all right, they might not have power, but they do everything. They have to, right? Actually, I think I think the car forklifts are the creative force behind the car's universe. You think they're the only ones with creative capacities? Or not necessarily capacity, but with the they're, they're the only ones with the ability to act on said creative ideas, you know? Or, like, independently, because... I think we've seen that cars like hold stuff kind of like the camera operators. I noticed they're attached to their tires kind of with like clamps. Yeah. Everything attaches to the tire normally, like for the mouse in cars too, where they operate the computer mouse. Yeah. 
that you think there'd be things that can be creative outlets for non forklifts. Yes, but I think the forklifts have the best, the easy, they're the easiest path to creative expression. You know, so I think a lot of forklifts are often like artists or like mechanics or the like, you know, stuff like that. Are we saying that the forklifts are in this position because there were once humans and there no longer are? I think, yeah. So I want to lay out the case for why I think there were humans in the world, even though we already agreed that there probably were at one point. Shoot. So in Cars 3 especially, we see a lot of stuff that's made just for humans. Like at the Derby, we see a school bus named Miss Fritter uh, that is made for human children to ride inside of. We see an ambulance made for carrying humans. We see in the first Cars... A car and his wife seemed to be going on some sort of road trip, and a mattress was strapped to the top. I'm not sure why it was still carrying a mattress, actually. Huh. If we replace all cars in the movies with humans, what would change? Nothing, really. Nothing. Other than, like, there'll be some visual gags that won't be as funny. That's true. Maybe... These are dreams of some person. (laughs) All right, no, that's a cop-out. We can't just say, it's a dream. That's easy. That's too easy. You can't say, whenever it's all but, oh, it was just a dream. Nah. How do you explain the humans, though? What? Where did they go? They just, there's some toxic gas in the air, right? That only, that, that affects humans, but doesn't affect cars or plant life, for that matter. But, um... They were all wiped out. I don't know. Then how do you explain <laughs> the mattress and the spray bottles made for human hands and the human guitars and the human drums? Forklifts use the stuff. Okay, okay. So I think I think these things are just designed the way they are because maybe like the humans left over factories when they disappeared that already produced this kind of stuff and just cars kind of adapted to it, you know? Because there are th- some things like planes, especially in cars too, you see a lot of like adaption for car life, you know? But I think that there's all a lot of leftover from the human world after they left. So we're going to say that humans died of some disease or some toxic gas or something? Yeah, and then they had to put themselves into cars to live, and then... So, okay, so the humans are gone through toxic gas. Why toxic gas? What happened? What caused this toxic know. gas? Somebody... Uh, get, either a disease escape from a laboratory some world powers like let's freak them up with chemicals and whatnot you know it could be like natural disasters too cars are more resilient than humans maybe nuclear fallout that killed all the other animals that's why we don't see animals yeah and humans and scientists desperately last ditch effort in some lab to save humanity found the closest thing with a computer or something they could upload into near them and that was a car yeah because we'll say cars were somehow more advanced at that point. And then... That you could be close to uploading yourself into it. And then some... But that doesn't explain an organic brain to facilitate growing, you know? Or maybe... Yeah. Maybe they maybe in the future they develop some sort of organic technology. Do where... we see teenage cars? No... Just children and adults. So then maybe it's a one-time shift. Yeah. You become a totally different car and they implant your memories. 
honestly, I that's that's very valid. Like when like maybe there's some sort of rite of passage, you know, for cars where they can get in their adult car body. Yeah. I think I when think you reach a certain age or something. I think yeah, we can ditch that organic brain. All right. So summarizing our theories for this. Humans died, nuclear fallout, something, blah. Scientists put like uploaded their consciousness into high tech cars, right? Yes. And then everyone just had to like whatever was lying around, you know, somehow like maybe there's this chip they had it like they could implant on any car. Maybe that's why there's Model Ts. There's like whatever car was closest. Maybe some people are in a museum. They just kind of shoved this play like this chip into a car and it uploaded the consciousness, right? So then, so everybody had some sort of chip they were carrying because yeah. they knew nuclear fallout was in the near future, but they were still trying to live life like nothing was wrong. Yes. So that explains why there's so many different types of cars and why there's lemons, right? As in cars too. So. So then that happened. Someone detractors would become sentient then. So that means someone had to take away part of their sentience to force them to do one job all the time. And then and then cars happens and then I think they just build new cars and maybe maybe like maybe the parents will both send in copies of their consciousness or something to like make a combined like simulate how reproduction works let's like how combined genomes of two humans create a new human right maybe it's a combined consciousness so like the combined ideas into like a infant right or like an infant car quote unquote and then that's how new cars happen and then i think i think all these other cars are just kind of relics right it's like this is just how it used to be and then maybe there was some sort of like great like maybe an emp went off or something and like destroyed all the cars memories so then they just kind of woke up and maybe the older cars because there's less technology in them kind of maybe woke they up. knew that like implanting your consciousness would make you lose your memories or something and maybe the older cars woke up faster or something because that's why there's only older cars for a while and then these newer cars happen and then i think these we're scientists a- were in a museum <laughs> <laughs> yep the scientists were in a museum so then so then that's why the older cars happen. And then obviously the cars break down over time and maybe they couldn't find the parts and then car, car history happened. Right. So, so there's kind abandoned, of, they made, is that with car bugs or no? I don't, I don't, I think I have to ditch the car bugs. I think the man, the main manual labor is from the forklifts and like okay. cranes and whatnot. So through nuclear fallout, people uploaded their consciousness to machines and lost their memories from it. And somehow from there, then maybe uploaded to Model T's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that one, but I think I think we can settle. We've solved it all. End of podcast. Easy peasy. Done. No more cars. No, no. Ever. I have one more question for oh? you. Oh. Oh. Do cars have car insurance or life insurance? Life insurance, because cars don't exist otherwise. Neither. They just die. <laughs> all right talking about the cars lorg it's pretty exhausting it's time we wrap the podcast up follow us on twitter if you have any car questions or future episode suggestions you can find us at the lore podcast and you can find us wherever podcasts are found mainly soundcloud youtube itunes spotify and podbean yeah Thank you very much for listening, and a special thank you to Dynaco and Rusty's for making this podcast possible. Until next time, I'm Josh. I'm Corbin. 
This has been Lore You Can't Explore. Bye.